This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920, kicking off hour number two of the show. Coming up in just a matter of minutes, about 3.15, we'll be talking to Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans, proud title sponsor of the show. We will get into cover three uh, in just a couple seconds, but in the commercial break, myself and DeMond were doing a little bit of intel, a little bit of research, trying to find out who the mystery player was that I was talking to at the Summer League that was not James Wiseman. And I found out in the commercial break, and DeMond did not tell us this, He's a big James Wiseman fan, so you would have been excited for that interview if I had actually pulled it off. I'm not going to That's why I remember you were like, oh, yeah, and like, who did that guy see? It was James Wiseman. Right. I was ready. I remember that from my Yeah, I didn't realize I was, that, that I was, was your guy. On the spot. Yeah, well, he wasn't the guy. Who was the guy? Uh, one Sterling Manley. <laughs> Went to UNC, so, you know, he had the, the hype coming in, I guess. Was there for four years. Um, but his final season there, this past season, it's a uh, key to why he went undrafted. Only uh, played in four games. How many uh, minutes did he average? One minute per <laughs> game. So I mean, my boy, my boy Sterling out there. But hey, six eleven. So I mean, checks out. The height was there. Checks out. Same listed height as James Wiseman. See. So I mean, if we are going off height, and remember, and like, and the fro, and the fro, the kids right. these days, the fro, and remember that everyone's walking around Thomas and Mac with a mask on as well. So it's, sometimes it's hard to identify exactly who a certain person is when they have their mask on too. So at least he was being smart about what he needed to do, handle his business, and be safe and follow the rules of the Thomas and Mac Center. Hold on, but here's the thing, though: since you don't know if he did, if he had no mask on. And if someone else would have just hit him with a, hey, man, that's James Wiseman, I think you still would have fell for it. I probably would have. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have. Again, it was my effort to be a go-getter. And that's what happens. When you're uh, the ultimate go-getter, you find every opportunity to go and do an interview or to go and do something and try to bring something back to the table. Sometimes I just need to turn it off. I'm not going to lie. I think that would be, like, the biggest benefit. Well, just, like, the biggest scam of, like, being, like, almost seven feet tall. Just, like, post up and just, like, hey, man, come take a picture with me real quick. And I'm sure multiple people are going to be like, I wonder who that is. We need to go get some pictures Hopefully with him. I thought it was James Wiseman. You heard him say it on the air. I heard him say so it. So it's not like it was just me. So I'm okay with that. I, hey, I'll take the L. Man, the biggest group. At least I didn't try to, this is to my credit, at least I didn't try to keep the interview going after I, it wasn't who it was supposed to be or who I thought it was. At least I didn't try to play it off and then just start, try to interview him anyway because then that would have been a big cluster. An absolute cluster. My man Sterling, he was ready. He was ready for his opportunity. He probably pulled down the mask. He was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to make you proud. And then Q said, nah, my guy, my, my, my bad, man, wrong guy. Again, at least, I, did, at least I didn't try to lie to him. He went home, you know, like just sat down and was like, yo, why don't he want me, man? At least I didn't try to lie to him. Probably didn't get no playing time that day at Summer League. <laughs> well, he clearly wasn't playing. He was in the, <laughs> he was in the concourse. So there's that. Anyway. Maybe, maybe that'd be a motivation, you know, his Hall of Fame speech. And I remember there was this one guy, Q Myers. He didn't need no money. <laughs> and he obviously didn't listen to me when I introduced myself because I, I said, hey, James. Or maybe he was just going to roll with it. Maybe he was going to. No, because then he said he wasn't him. 
So it is what it is. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's get to cover three NFL news and notes of the day. We do this on the daily at 3 o'clock, and it's being brought to you by Nova Home Loans. It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unfortunate news coming out of New York. The Jets' Carl Lawson, he tore his Achilles, so he is out for the year. Uh, really unfortunate. That's a big free agent signing that they had. He was having a really good training camp, really good practices. You never, never, ever want to hear injuries that happen in training camp. It's the worst part of a training camp. It's the worst part of preseason is when these guys are out there competing. You feel like they're getting better or they're helping the team get better. And all of a sudden they go down with a big time injury. So Carl Lawson, he's out for the season. Torres Achilles and uh, just unfortunate. Uh, didn't expect the Jets to be a, a really good team. But again, when this guy's out there playing uh, his tail off and looking like he's going to, you know, he could be a real big contributor for him. Of course, Robert Sala, the brand new head coach there in New York, comes over from the 49ers being the defensive coordinator. Uh, That's just one blow that he's got to deal with. But uh, anyone who followed the 49ers knows last year they had a ton of injuries. So I guess this is something Robert Sala is kind of used to. But unfortunate for Carl Lawson out with the Achilles tear. Also, we brought up uh, earlier in the show, Bears tackle, offensive lineman, second round draft pick out of Oklahoma uh, State, Tevin Jenkins. He is having back surgery, and uh, that's unfortunate, man. He's a guy that a lot of Raider fans, if, if you'll admit it, a lot of Raider fans were pounding the table. Tevin Jenkins, he's got that nasty streak. Tevin Jenkins, he's going to be uh, the guy that they need to go get. And they ultimately went and picked Alex Leatherwood. Uh, and a lot of people, were, including myself, were confused by that pick, but it looks like it's it really turned out to be a great pick. I thought that they were going to go after Christian Derisaw. That was the guy that I kind of had penciled in uh, the tackle out of Virginia Tech. I thought, okay, he's going to be the dude that they pick, but they went in with Alex Leatherwood, and right now, uh, to Tim in Texas, who called us earlier, to his credit, it looks like the best. It looks like the best pick so far, as far as uh, you know that right tackle position goes, because uh, there's other guys that are, are, are banged up, including Jenkins, and and that's unfortunate because a back injury and back surgery, and this is the thing, he had back issues in college, Matt Nagy said this is something new. So that's never – when your back is bad, it, 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 doesn't, it, doesn't no. get, it doesn't get better. It just doesn't at all. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's unfortunate. It is. Got, yeah, like enough, now something else. Backs are probably – I would say probably the worst. They're just that thing where it, it's, it's not going to get better. You can repair it. You can, it, can, it. It can be manageable, but it's never going to be. If it's not 100% now – you think two, three years playing in the league, it's going to and all of a sudden become 100%? No. Back, back injuries and back surgeries end players' careers quicker than anything. Those back surgeries and, and back injuries are awful. So there you go, Tevin Jenkins. I hate, to, I hate that for him. The young man out of Oklahoma State, he, he looked like he had an opportunity to be a real deal player. When the Bears drafted him in the second round, they had moved on. They immediately moved on from a couple of their older tackles that they had on the squad who, who were really good tackles. But, hey, you know, Tevin Jenkins is here. He's going to be the guy of the future. And, unfortunately, he probably won't play at all in uh, 2021. So that stinks. Um, the last couple days, there's been a few trades in the NFL. The Packers traded Josh Jackson. He was a former uh, early-round pick of the, the, uh, the Packers in uh, 2018. Uh, and he went to the Giants and then the Panthers. They traded offensive lineman Greg Little to the Dolphins and the Panthers had selected uh, Greg Little. He was a second round draft pick in 2019. And he's kind of been one of those guys that have been a bust. And that's how the draft goes, man. You get guys that you get all hyped and excited about and you fire it up about and think, oh, man, it's going to be the dude. Uh, Greg Little. I remember he had a big name coming out of Ole Miss, and he just has done nothing. Uh, they went in and addressed their offensive line, so they traded him to Miami for a 2022 
seventh round draft pick. So that Ooh. lets you know that they were just trying. I mean, they would have taken a cup of coffee for Greg Little. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if this was going to be in your news and notes, but did you see uh, that the Buccaneers and the Titans also had joint practice? And they also got into fights. Yeah. Did and you Antonio Brown got kicked out. scumbag. Did you see what he <laughs> did? Why got to be a scumbag? Because he hit one of the Titans players and ripped oh, off his helmet. Oh, you're a Titans P- guy. A sucker punch. I didn't see the film, but uh, I'm just going to guess. I saw the pictures. A sucker punch by that lowlife Antonio Brown. Oh, my God. I was wondering. <laughs> why you were you were so angry about it? I was like, man, dang, he's he's really. I thought you were, you know, Raider fans yeah. always get all all upset about I, Antonio yeah, Raider Brown. Nation, all call in <laughs> if you want to say something bad about Antonio Brown, call us up right now. I was so, oh, yeah. I was wondering at first, like, why is this dude so angry? I forgot you're a Titan. So I mean, this is Tom Brady's boy, huh? I mean, he mm-hmm. is. It, it doesn't matter. It don't matter what he does <laughs> in training camp. When push comes to shove and he gets out there on the on the grass, man, that dude, as much as I didn't even I didn't even like him when the Raiders first traded for him, mm-hmm. I thought this guy is not going to be a good player. And then I realized how good he really is. And I'm thinking, okay, I fell for it. I was like, oh, man, this guy is going to go out there and kill it. And, well, we all know how it shook out for the Raiders, but still a hell of a player. Even at his age now, uh, getting up there a little bit, he's still. He wouldn't have done that to Vontaze Burford. Well, you know, that would have been interesting. <laughs> That would have been that would have been interesting. We all know that they have history, but uh, Vontez Burford didn't stick around long enough with the Raiders either. Four games, four games. That was another guy that wasn't fired up about. And then I thought, oh hey, he's playing well. You know, again, you start to fall for the banana and tailpipe, and then bada boom, bada bing. So <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, we'll end cover three with that note right there on Antonio Brown. He got kicked out of practice today after getting into a fight, and it was uh, cornerback Chris Jackson. How about that? Cornerback Chris Jackson is the one that uh, that he landed a clean shot in on. So that's the one that DeMond is all up in his feelings about. But uh, that's all I got for you. Cover three NFL news and notes of the day brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And speaking of Nova Home Loans, we got Dustin DeHart. He's coming up next. He's going to tell us about these outrageous prices, some of these crazy prices. And look, I want to buy a home, DeMond. I do. I've already found I've already found an area and some houses that I really want to go get. Like I keep telling the wife, like right there, I, I want to, I just want to buy a house right there. That's the spot, and she keeps trying to reel me in. Like, hey, can we just do one thing at a time? We barely got into a place to to live. Period. Now you're out there trying to buy up the whole housing market in Las Vegas. But uh, we'll talk to him about the housing market. We'll also talk to him about his experience at Allegiant Stadium. He was there on Saturday, so we'll get all that. We'll get it from Dustin next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Cover on Raider Nation Radio <laughs> nine twenty. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. And we're back here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to have on the phone lines my guy from Nova Home Loans, Dustin DeHart. And Dustin, uh, definitely appreciate your time this afternoon. And before we get into what Nova Home Loans has going on, what did you think Allegiant Stadium had going on on Saturday against the Seahawks? How would you, you enjoy that environment? Yeah, you know, it was better than I expected, Q. The, the stadium itself is just over-the-top nice. It was just amazing. You know, and I, I, I didn't get to see all the nuances and the intricacies of everything. So next time I go, I'm going to go early. But just what I saw, like the club that I was in and everything else, is, was unbelievable. But I tell you what, a couple of the best parts were, man, I live in Green Valley. I left the house at 520, and I was in my seat 10 minutes before the game started. Nice. So that's the 
pretty remarkable, right? You know, I have a parking pass, so that probably helps. If you don't have one, you probably need to go a little earlier. You know, but what else kind of really impressed me was, you know, I've been to like five, this was my sixth NFL game, and they've all been in California. Now, look, <laughs> there are times where, you know, I didn't want to look at some person the wrong way, and I think I saw two fights at some NFL games, but I don't know about you, but in this stadium, it just seems like that none of that was going on there, right? Like, right. everybody was there to have a good time. You didn't have to worry about anything. There wasn't people just obnoxiously drunk, never worried about a fight. Now, look, things could change, but that's just what I got from the game. And, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. I, I, I can't wait to go for the first uh, real game coming up here soon. Yeah, so there was no moment like last week uh, when the Rams had their uh, preseason game where they had the big uh, fight in the stands. Mm-hmm. and uh, that, yeah. yeah, that was that was bad. That was <laughs> yeah. ugly. It was unnecessary, and it's, it's unfortunate yeah. because a lot of times you don't want to bring your kids because you just don't want to be around that element and, and hope that that doesn't happen. And we'll see what happens this yep. week with the Rams and the Raiders uh, there in L.A., so that should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you just about the city. You've been here long enough, and, of course, Nova Home Loans has been doing some great things here in the city for quite a while, but did it have that moment at the game on Saturday where you just almost kind of pinched yourself like, hey, I know the Vegas Golden Knights here. They're a professional team. Yeah. Now the Raiders are officially here, professional team. That this city, Las Vegas, has gone up from being, you know, this small town where, you know, hey, people came to, to mm-hmm. hang out and vacation for a couple of days and then leave to being an actual real deal sports town. Yeah, it's remarkable. So, yeah, I'm born and raised here, too. And, you know, there was many years where I never thought this, this day was coming. And, you know, when the Golden Knights were announced to come here, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have been more excited. And I gotta admit, I was, you know, on the on the fence of whether you know a hockey team was actually going to work here or not. Well, I couldn't have been any more wrong about that, you know. And then the fact that we actually have an NFL game here. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Q, where you know the NFL in Vegas they just didn't connect, right? Like, I, I don't even think we could play like the games in, in the casinos just because of the advertiser, the, the right. gambling and everything else. And boy. Has that come from full circle? And yeah, we we are a sports town, and uh, we're we're a really good one. And I, I'm pretty sure we're getting another franchise here before we know it. It's been, I think, I think it'll work because from that game on Saturday to the Golden Knights, like this town has embraced pro sports. And look out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you this. I, I love how you said that we're going to be getting another one. You believe? I, do, I believe, too. I believe a baseball team will be here and a basketball mm-hmm. team will be here. I'm going to go on a limb, and no maybe doubt. it's not really a limb. I'm going to say that the Timberwolves are going to be the basketball team that's going to move here. And just Ooh. so happens, Alex Rodriguez was at the game on Saturday uh, in the – <laughs> In the yeah, he was in the he was in the box and celebrating in all his Raider gear. So I'm just throwing that out there. It may Does not he co- have ownership. In yeah, the, in the Timberwolves. Yeah, he, he he's got a little okay. bit part of uh, the ownership there with the Timberwolves. So I'm throwing it out there. I've heard that like name. It. Yeah, I've heard that name multiple times that the Timberwolves could be coming here. And so I I, I would not be shocked if he ends up here in Vegas with the Timberwolves. But yep. Yeah, that's, that, that's for another day. Uh, Dustin, uh, Dustin, we're talking right now with Dustin DeHart from uh, Nova Home Loans, proud title sponsor here of uh, Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. And uh, Dustin, last week we talked about the fact that I had just got basically into my rental here in town. And uh, I'm telling you, man, I, I've got the itch so bad. And I guess that's what happens when you have a home and then you go from being uh, a homeowner to uh, being a rental. You know, being in a rental, you just kind of want to have your own. So I keep looking as I'm driving around town, I keep looking at different places. So I've got my eye on about four or five different places that I really want to move into, but 
man, some of these prices and, and the things that are going on in town right now is, you know, there may be a house that's selling for a certain amount of, of, of money, but these people are having to spend so much and put bids in so much more over the cost of that house just to try to land that bid. And that's still not guaranteeing that you're going to get that, that house in, in, in the end, in the long run. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, and actually, too, in the last few months, it's kind of leveled out a little more for buyers. But you're right. I mean, it's, you know, not that much more because, you know, supply did go up uh, about 2,000 houses. You know, sales have gone down a little bit. But more often than not, yeah, like if a seller's, you know, asking 400 for it, you know, they're, they're going to have good 10, 15 offers. And if you're not bidding over 400 and likely, you know, 410, 415 range, you're probably not even getting your offer even looked at. Well, you'll get it looked at, but you're not getting much of a response, <laughs> put it that way. You know, and what, what, what other concern is, you know, you know, back in old days when you did that, it was, you know, okay, it was all right, but, you know, the appraisal came in, let's say, low Q. It's, you know, you offered 410, comes in at 400. Well, usually the seller would, you know, work with you a little bit, you know, maybe mit, split the middle or they just drop the price. But now they're writing in contracts. Uh, if the appraisal does come in low, the buyer has to come in with the rest of that money. So that's where, you know, buyers have to be careful and they're getting themselves into a little bind. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a crazy market. And, uh, we just need, we just need some more houses. It's simple as that. We need supply to go up and it's just not going up at the velocity we need it right now. Well, I'll tell you right now, and I'm telling everybody who's, 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 uh, who's building the houses, you got about a year, all right? You got about a year, because I'm in a rental to a year, for a year. So you got about a year to go on and build a whole lot so we can get the supply up so I don't have to uh, overbid to go buy a house, because I'm telling you, Dustin, I'm really uh, itching to do that and just kind of get into my own place. Uh, as far as Nova Home Loans go, uh, you know, you hear the name Home Loans, and you think, okay, that's all they do for you. But you guys do a whole lot, not only just to get you into a home, but you do a lot once you're in a home to help actually put some more money back into your own pocket or go to, like, some improvements around the house uh you help out a lot with the refinance program as well yeah absolutely and you know refinances you know every it seems like everybody's trying to refinance just because the rates are so low but you know there's more to it than just dropping your interest rate too you Mm -hmm. know some people are sitting on a lot of equity right now you know and, and and they need to use that money maybe it's just for home improvements and that's fine uh, but a lot of people, you know, they, they've racked up their credit card debts, you know, maybe right. it's because of COVID or whatever it is. You know, for instance, just, you know, three days ago, I helped a gentleman out that had about $50,000 worth of credit card debts. You know, the minimum payment on those alone was like $1,500, mm-hmm. you know, and dropping his rate and everything else, his mortgage payment only went up $100, but he saved $1,500 a month in credit card debts. Right? Wow. So, so basically, you're saving 1400 And right. I said, look. You know, take 500 of that, start applying to your new home loan. You'll have your house paid off eight years sooner, and you have that $50,000 credit card that wipes away with a lower interest rate. You know, and some people have mortgage insurance. We get rid of that. Some people are looking at 15-year loans, right, trying to get their home paid off sooner because mm-hmm. rates are so low. So, yeah, refinancing, um, really saving a lot of people and some bind right now. But you got to act quick because, you know, rates aren't going to be this low forever. That's for sure. 
No, no, they they won't. And I'm, I'm going to act as quick as possible. Uh, the wife keeps looking at me and rolling her eyes at me. She's not too happy with uh, the way I start. This is what happens with me, Dustin. I start getting that itch, and I start I start dropping the little, the, you know, the little nuggets and the little hints here and there. Yeah. And she just gets tired of hearing me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah, you get it in your head, and then all of a sudden you just go buy it. That's me with cars or watches or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, you can't stop thinking about it. And next thing you know, you come home with it. Right. right. Or you go buy the home. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a little different with you. Yeah, exactly. no, no doubt about that. And Dustin, before I let you go, and I'll, I'll get some information from you in just a minute to, so anyone who, who who's interested could reach out to you and, and connect with you themselves. But I know you're big mm-hmm. on fantasy football. That's not my bag. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a good fantasy <laughs> football guy. No. To, I, I just, I don't, I don't know fantasy football stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's never been something yeah. for me, but when you look at this Raiders team and if you're going to go and do, some you know do uh, some drafting for your fantasy football team who are the players that you're looking at that you think could help you uh win your fantasy football league who are you eyeing well number one Darren Waller right he's the you know by far the you know the consensus number two tight end you know obviously Kelsey's number one and but you know to get Travis Kelsey you're gonna you know you're in the first round draft first round draft pick for him well but Keller's not that much farther down he's in the second round and you know, George Kittles kind of rounds out the top three. And after that, there's just a huge drop-off of tight end. You right. know what I mean? So when you can land one of those big three, especially the big two, you, you've really put yourself in a position, you know, with that position to, you know, have an added advantage. Um, but, you know, Josh Jacobs was always, a, you know, he, he's, a, he's a premium player. The only thing I'm worried about is um, – uh, what, what's his name that we got from Arizona? Oh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's one concern. You know, I, I don't really know why we needed him, but uh, he's obviously <laughs> gonna he's gonna he's gonna take over some touches from Jacobs. But yeah, look, Jacobs is still a great running back. You know, maybe not a, a consensus number one back, and you know, maybe a high end number two. You know, and uh, you know, I kind of want to see how the receivers do before I start. You know, going after them, I think right. it's time for you know who to step it up. Or I'm a little <laughs> concerned about him. You got you know Rugs, I mean? you got Edwards, you yeah. got both those guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope Rugs uh, definitely makes it makes this year or last year look like a you know, a, a mulligan and right. picks it up this year. But yeah, you know, look again, Waller's probably the consensus uh, best player fantasy wise on on for the Raiders for sure. Well, and, and, I mean, for Waller to get the ball. You got to have the trigger, man. So, uh, where would yeah. you? Where where do you think a, a Derek Carr is selected Carr? Uh, when it comes to fantasy football? You know, you know, Derek. That's the fantasy versus reality. He's a better reality football player than fantasy. Gotcha. But yeah, look, I you know, if, if Derek Carr, if you probably don't want him as your number one, just, you know, I'm guessing there's, you know, if you're in a 12 team league, there's probably 12 better quarterbacks fantasy wise to get. But you know, usually people draft two quarterbacks, and uh, if he's your number two, you're you're probably looking pretty good. Right, absolutely. Well, good stuff right there. I had to get a little bit of fantasy football talk in, and I'll have to sprinkle that in each and every week. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not well versed in the fantasy football game, okay. but I know how large it is, so I'm not mad at that yeah. at all. Dustin, before I let you go, and I do appreciate the visit each and every week. Uh, what do people need to do to get a hold of you, reach out to you, maybe get some more information? They're interested in maybe refinancing their home currently or looking to buy a, a, a home right now. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. You just give us a call at 702-577-2600-577-2600, man. There it is right there, Dustin DeHart. I definitely appreciate you, my man. I look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, Enjoy the game this Saturday. 
Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Dustin DeHart right there. Nova Home Loans, a proud title sponsor here, Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Talking a little fantasy football. What, what about you? You a fantasy football? How, how deep in the fantasy football game do you go? I'm not, I'm not great, but I like to play. That sounds about like everything you do. You're just you're not great. <laughs> you just, like to participate, but yeah, you exactly. just ain't great. I'm just here for a good time. I heard that. You you're the you're the guy who likes to be a part of everything, but you just, you know, you have mastered nothing, right? I remember one season, man, Philip Rivers was supposed to take me to the promised land. I was living and dying with Philip Rivers. And so, you died. Yeah, you, yeah, he got me. He got me. <laughs> but boy, for that one season, I was like, man, Philip Rivers is the man. Yeah, until he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Many thanks to Dustin for joining us there. Coming up next, we're going to keep this party rolling. Nick Cuthrell, uh, Rams Raven uh, from uh, SI.com. He'll join us to talk all things Rams. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 335 is the time. We are back here on Unnecessary Roughness. Fast and Furious show. Had a lot of great guests, and we're going to keep that party rolling right now. Nick Cothrell from uh, SI.com. Rams Ravens going to join us to talk all things uh, I almost said St. Louis Rams. L.A. Rams is the Raiders and Rams are in L.A. right now. How They're dare you? Joint practices. Ah, right, man, just showing L.A. a little or St. Louis a little bit of love. That's all. But uh, Nick, we appreciate your time this afternoon, my man. Uh, the Rams and the Raiders. They did about uh, I don't know a day and a half of joint practices as it got cut short about forty five minutes today uh, because of uh, multiple fights, including a big one at the end. And John Gruden just told him to go to the buses. But uh, as far as you know, your concern and what you were able to hear from players and coaches, uh, how much how much do you think each team really got better by the last two days and, and the joint practices that they were having? Yeah, I still think it was huge. Uh, yesterday, Sean McVay, when he spoke to the media, he seemed pretty irritated um, with all the you know emotions running high and, t- quite frankly, taking time away from getting work done. But today, after practice, he said that he thought it was it was a great day in terms of the work that they that they did get. Um, granted, he said they had to kind of cut the script short about eight or nine plays, um, but at the same time, you know, th- this is more than just your traditional training camp practice against your own defense or your own Mm -hmm. offense and it's still more than what you're going to see in preseason um so i still think this was very beneficial for both teams uh obviously uh fights are kind of a common theme here for joint practices but i still think it was something that each team could kind of you know, take things away from it. Do you feel like it's that point of the training camp and preseason when these guys just want it to be real deal and not be, you know what I mean, not be this practice session anymore? Yeah, absolutely, right? Like Training camp, I, the first week is kind of when you're getting your feet wet, and then it, it just seems like the players want to just let it fly, uh, get out there and, you know, just bad to the bone. And that's, that's kind of what happens in these joint practice settings, especially when – you have, you know, your Rams have like your Jalen Ramsey, who is, you know, he's a high energy type guy, and he he's got his, you know, brand to kind of, you know, keep keep on level headed. Mm-hmm. And when Hunter Renfro was kind of giving him some work yesterday, uh, that Ramsey was kind of getting shown up a little, and he didn't really 
like that too much. But, you know, that's just kind of part of the business here in these joint practices. And, Nick, I wanted to ask you about Jalen Ramsey. I'm glad you brought him up. I didn't want to overreact to what, you know, happened with him and Hunter Renfro. I think that Hunter Renfro is a damn good wide receiver uh, that probably gets uh, looked over all the time because he just doesn't look like he's uh, the, the, the a great wide receiver. And then, of course, Jalen Ramsey is, is just all pro. But uh, what did you make of him kind of taking to Twitter to almost, like, almost defend himself when really that was unnecessary? Yeah, you know, he, he said after practice today when he spoke to the media that he felt that the media kind of portrayed it more than it more than it was. Ramsey said he he respects Hunter Renfro. He actually said that he thinks Renfro has a little bit of Cooper Cup to him, okay. which uh, you know that's saying something. Cup's one of the better slot receivers in the league as well. Mm-hmm. But he he did say that he thought that that was a little overblown by the media, and so he felt it was his duty to, I guess, put things in line with how he felt uh, he performed yesterday. So he took to Twitter. <laughs> so he took yeah, the, I, man, took to Twitter. We're talking all things Rams right now as the Rams and Raiders had their second day of joint practices today, cut a little bit short. We're talking with Nick Cothrell from uh, Sports Illustrated, Rams Maven. And I uh, wanted to ask you about the, the Rams defensive line going up against that new made, uh, newly formed uh, Raiders offensive line. What did you think the overall performance was from both sides, both units? Uh, how did you think they did? Yeah, you know, sometimes it is kind of difficult to tell because, like, you're not going to – even in these joint practices, when you're you're going pretty close to game speed, you're, you're not going to necessarily, like, incorporate the run game and stuff. So kind of how the the trenches battled in that regard, um, that that's kind of difficult to judge. But I, I think in general, especially from the Raiders' point of view, like, you got guys like Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. I mean, that that's a pretty strong test, and – it appears they held up pretty strong. Um, so, yeah, I think it was, you know, a healthy, um, firm competition between the two groups. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily say one side one versus another. It seems kind of like a mixed bag. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's funny. I said earlier that and it was when I had Omar Ruiz on the show yesterday, and he said that he felt like both teams kind of had different agendas as they were there in, in, in training camp. Uh, the Rams are already established, and the Raiders are trying to get there. And, you know, I had a couple people push back on me, like, oh, why are you trying to give the Rams so much props and not prop up the, the Raiders? I just feel like the Rams are already established, and, and now they have a new quarterback in Matt Stafford, and so they have their expectations are to get to the playoffs and make a deep run because that's where they feel they belong in a very tough division. You know, that, that NFC West is no joke. But I feel like the, the Raiders really needed this practice because it starts to kind of give them a little bit more confidence of who they can be and who they have the potential to be because they're a younger team. So I just feel like maybe the two agendas of the two teams were a little bit different. What are, what are your thoughts on, on that? I think that's a great point. And like you said, the Rams already established. They had the number one ranked defense in the NFL last season. So – I mean, that, that goes to show you, like, now, now the Raiders are getting their feet wet against, you know, a, a, a team like that, and then they bring in a new defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, who got head coaching looks. So they, they, they were up against elite competition here, and mm-hmm. then Matthew Stafford, the Raiders, picked them off three times yesterday. Yeah, it's just a joint practice, but it, it's still something to monitor, and quite frankly, the Raiders held their own. Right, exactly. That's what I was about to say. And, and, I mean, nobody should be upset because the Raiders did what they were supposed to do. And even today, before everything got cut short, I felt like the Raiders' offense was doing really well against that defense as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's it's one of those things where it, you can only take so so much, right, from these right. joint practices. But 
like I stated earlier, you're not going to see any of this in a, in a preseason game. So right now, yeah, it's, it's not week one, but this is what we have to go off of. And th- this is the arguably the most important days of the entire training camp period is what we're going to get from these joint practices. Right, exactly. And Nick, before I let you go, uh, what has been your thoughts on, on what you've seen from the Rams in training camp so far, what you heard from the Rams in training camp as well, uh, especially with uh, some new coaches there on the coaching staff on the defensive side of things? Yeah, it, it appears that uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, granted what, what's been you know kind of transpired the last couple of days, he said that he thinks this is the best training camp he's had under new defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. And, you know, Aaron Donald's showing no signs of slowing down. And so far, the, I mean, Albert Breer kind of released an uh, inside look when the Rams were in Oxnard against the Cowboys, and he spoke to some people within the organization, and he said that literally everybody he speaks to, they just refer to Stafford as the guy, uh, no complaints on their end. And right now the Rams just, you know, they're, they're shooting for the moon now. They, it, they have Super Bowl aspirations, and they think they're in a pretty good spot. Nice, nice. Well, good stuff, Nick. I definitely appreciate you. What you got coming out on, uh, on Rams Maven on Sports Illustrated that folks should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so today we had a bunch of, uh, you know, outlook pieces on the training camp um, and the joint practice. And then we're going to have some stuff covering the, the games um, and some coverage leading up to the uh, Week 2 preseason game against the Raiders this weekend. So uh, you can find us on Rams SI. Nice, nice. Are you going to be uh, at, at the game at uh, SoFi Stadium on, on a Saturday? Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, they're, they're still limiting uh, who's in stadiums and who's not based gotcha. on COVID and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, that's still kind of a work in progress myself. <laughs> I hear you. Well, Nick, yeah. I definitely, I definitely appreciate you, my man. Keep up the good work over there uh, covering the Rams and we'll be talking soon. All right. Thanks to you. Congrats on the new gig here. Thank you. Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate it. Big time. That's Nick Cothrell right there. Uh, does uh, Sports Illustrated, Rams, Maven, does a good job. Uh, he's been a guy that we've talked to multiple times in the past, talk Raiders and now talk of Rams. So uh, he was Johnny on the spot with that. Appreciate that. The time is 344. Uh, Damon, do we have time to bring on our guy? What are we going to do? We, we, we got we, time. Got to get the break soon. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come on back, and uh, it's going to go all Damon, Matt Riddle, WWE wrestler. SummerSlam's on Saturday. We'll hear from Matt next. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. I am pleased to be joined by the stallion, the original bro, Riddle. And you can catch him live this Saturday, August 21st, as he teams up with Randy Orton to take on the phenomenal AJ Styles and the giant Omos at SummerSlam live from Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. How you doing, Riddle? Bro, what an intro. And I'm doing fantastic, dude. Like you said, this Saturday, going to go up against AJ Styles, a phenomenal one, and the colossal, colossal almost, for those raw WWE Tag Team Championships. And I'm doing it with my best bud, my best bro, Randy. So uh, can't can't get much better than that, baby. It's 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 a dream come true. If you, you know if you build it, they will come. I didn't really build anything, but Randy came, and here we are, bro. It took a while for him to come. You know, we saw that reunion this past Monday. 
Um, so can you talk about like this experience, this run, this run with Randy and how you two have become one of the most lovable tag teams in WWE? Uh, you know, Randy, we can, we can just say his nicknames, he's a viper, he's a legendary, he's a, you know, he's dead at all. He's an apex predator. And, you know, me, I'm, I'm the original bro, Riddle. You know, I got some MMA experience, you know, pretty good in between those ropes. But uh, I'm kind of a goofball. You know, I think people take, you know, don't take me too serious. But, you know, I earned Randy's respect, you know. and uh, But then I lost it, and he was gone for a couple months. And I think he was mad. I was in RKOs all the time, even though, real talk, it's like the funnest move to hit ever. <laughs> you just fly through the air and grab people's necks. So uh, then, you know, he came back. I was hoping we were going to, you know, leave where we left off, but we didn't. I kind of had to regain his trust, you know. And he hit me with that one RKO, but it wasn't the first time. You know, he hit me with an RKO at Survivor Series a couple of years ago. So I've, I've had a taste of the Viper's venom before. But, uh, you know, I saved him this past Monday, and Randy did something I thought he would never do. And he, he said, he said, yeah, yeah. RK bro is back and we're back. He hugged me and then, uh, you know, I made the challenge. So dude, it's, it's awesome. I'm stoked, you know? Oh no, that's great. And yeah, he gave you the hug and it was just one of those magical moments. Like the band's back together. We got RK bro and RK bro is back, but I want to take you back a little bit because you're a natural, you know, you've been in the UFC NXT but what about NXT that helped you develop as a performer the most? Well, you know, what helped me in NXT, one was the roster. You know, when I got to work with the guy, you know, I got to work with Adam Cole, Finn Balor, and I got to tag up with Stallion Pete with the broserweights, you know. And uh, I think especially where I'm at right now in my career, teaming up with Pete Dunne and now teaming up with Randy Team up with Pete because Pete had more tag experience than I did in NXT. I think that really helps me out, especially now in the position I'm in now. You know, because originally I was a singles wrestler, and that's all I really did on the Indies, other than tagging with Jeff Cobb occasionally. Chose a bro, shout out. And uh, but other than that, you know, I really didn't do too much tagging. You know, it was always single competition. So NXT really. It made me more well-rounded, you know, just like when I did uh, MMA, you know, my wrestling and jiu-jitsu was good, but I needed to get my stand-up good, you know, so I could be more well-rounded. So I feel like NXT helps me become more well-rounded in the ring like that and also just working cameras, you know. when Before I was in NXT, I didn't have to worry about a camera. You know, I had a bunch of dudes running around the ring with camcorders. Now, uh, you know, we got a lot of camera work and, it, you know, we got a lot of money involved and, you know, it's important to get those moments on camera. So that was another thing I learned a lot of NXT. All right. And for those who may be unfamiliar with you, what is something, what would you tell them to watch or suggest for a viewer to catch them up for on Riddle as a character for coming up for this Saturday to SummerSlam? If they want to get the Riddle experience, is there a particular match or segment that you can point the people to? Well, I could say there's a lot of matches. If you go on the YouTube's, you can find a bunch of matches, but if you want to get more character, like what are you going to get a taste of this Saturday at SummerSlam, August 23rd? I would say uh, that your, your best bet is to go on WWE YouTube and look up 
top ten moments with Randy and Bro or RK Bro, and it'll be a feel good YouTube, and you'll see the progression of this storyline take place. So if you if you're trying to sink your teeth into this Saturday, I'd do that. If you're looking for matches, man, go on Peacock. I've been on a bunch of takeovers. My WrestleMania match with Sheamus was pretty tight. You know, if uh, yeah. I, I've done it all. If you, if you like the indie scene, I've been in progress. You can check that. I think also on Peacock. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I've had a lot of matches. It's, it's unlike fighting where I've only had like 12 or like 13 fights. Pro wrestling, I, I've only been doing it about six, seven years, and I've probably got like thousands of matches. So, but yeah, they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're, you're definitely right, man. You put on bangers like all the time. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, you are the man. If anyone wants my suggestion, I'd suggest the pit fight with Timothy Thatcher in NXT. Ooh, that was one that was like, dude, oh, that yeah. That pit fight was good. I, I wanted to bring it up to the main roster. I was trying to get Bobby, Bobby Lashley in that boy. But, uh, hey, I didn't need to. I, I still, you know, I got the U.S. title off him for being Morrison, so it worked. Yeah, didn't even need the pit. Oh, yeah, that was one of my favorite matches there. All right, so WWE has recently had fans back. You guys are back on the road, live from Allegiant Stadium this Saturday. And Vegas is basically an adopted hometown of yours. Um, what are you expecting from that Vegas crowd on Saturday? I mean, it's Vegas. The energy's up. I mean, what stays in Vegas? Well, what happens in Vegas? Whatever the saying is. <laughs> Nothing stays here. It's going to be huge. It's going to be crazy. I mean... I haven't seen some of my friends or family because of the pandemic in so long. And for us all to link up on one of the biggest, grandest stages of them all, it's, uh, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. And having the fans back, for a guy like me, I, I didn't mind the Thunderdome, to be honest, because you know, I did the Ultimate Fighter and stuff like that, where I fought in front of zero people other than Dana White and a couple others. So for me, it was just like, oh, I do the Ultimate Fighter for a year, basically every week. And then, uh, but I, I'm so happy the fans are back. I get to interact. I get to mingle. I get to hit some fist bumps, you know. And uh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, because you were just you were the type of character where you just pop out on the screen more with the fans because you know just the bro character. Everybody loves you. Like when you said when you told Randy on Monday, you make me happy. Everyone like everyone loved it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I just forget what I'm supposed to say. But I know if I say something <laughs> like that, people will like it. <laughs> All right, man. Only a couple of more questions for you, Riddle. Don't want to take up too much of your time. But something that now you move. <laughs> something that interests me so much about RK Bro in this situation is that the merch, bro, the logos, the scooter, the scooter, the the snake on the scooter. Do you guys have any input on the merch, or do you guys just see it and you're just as surprised as the fans are on how cool it is? You know what? I, I always throw my input. Sometimes they don't listen. Honestly, even with the whole RK Bro thing, I mentioned that probably at or right before Mania, and a bunch of people just laughed at me. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then it happened. I was like, oh, man. And then they asked me about, like, merch, and I was like, yeah, would it be possible to put, like, a snake on a scooter, <laughs> you know? And they all kind of laughed. I mean, I didn't think it was going to get made, but then when they showed me the designs, and I was looking up and down, them, and I was like, okay, that's okay. That's, what's this? That's a snake on a scooter. That's, yeah, this one, this one. And, uh, you know, sometimes they don't make it, but this time they made it, and I'm glad they did. And I'll be honest, every time I look into that crowd, 
that's doused in RK Brow. So uh, I'm glad the I'm glad the people like it as well. Yeah, good stuff, bro. And last one, I'll let you leave on this one. Is there going to be a big party or a celebration after you and Randy win those tag team titles this Saturday? You know, we're going to celebrate. We're not going to go too crazy. But uh, because we got a show the next day in Colorado, and then we got Raw on Monday. And you never know, we might have to defend the titles then. Uh, so, yeah. So, honestly, not going to get too crazy, but, you know, me and Randy, we'll get down, you know. All right, bro, best of luck to you, and I wish you nothing but the best and success as Riddle and Randy Orton take on AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team titles this Saturday. Excuse me, almost said Sunday, used to the pay-per-views being on Sunday. This Saturday, live at Allegiant Stadium from 8 p- at, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, live on the Peacock Network. Thank you so much, Riddle. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You have a lovely day, and enjoy your weekend, bro. Enjoy SummerSlam. Oh, I'll be there, and I'll be, and I'll be a big fan. Awesome, bro! Can't wait. Thank you, bro. Thank you. How many times can you guys say, bro? I just want to know. How many times, hey, bro? He's the bro, man. Hey, the original, bro. the original bro, the super bro, super bro, bro. Super bro sound like he was super sauced. My man David hit me on Twitter and said, "Homie is sauced, bro." But you, you, you have to explain quickly because I know we got to go. Vinny and Lincoln are coming up in the huddle next, but that's his character, bro. I mean, Matt Riddle. He was uh, he was on a five fight win streak in the UFC. Failed a couple drug tests, and Dana White was like, "You're out of here." Dana White's like, "This guy's never going to be successful." Let's see anybody pay this guy any money to do anything because he can't even pass a couple of drug tests a year. And then he was like, "All right, I'm done with MMA. Transition to pro wrestling." He actually said, "Pro wrestling was harder. It was harder to make it to WWE than it was UFC." And it's just like one of those, he's a natural, and then he, he's the bro. So you morph that into, oh, you, Dana White's going to call me a pothead. Everybody just thinks that I'm just a stoner. That's well, he definitely gonna, sounded like he was drunk. That's just going to be, that's, now that's just his life. It's just, he's, he's a bro. All right. Well, bro. there you go. Well, there you go. That was Damon and the bro hanging out right there. And uh, all right. Lucky that we don't have a lot of time. We'd have to break that interview down, break, uh, you know, uh, phase by phase and kind of frame by frame, but uh, good stuff, Demond. I like that. SummerSlam's coming up, uh, like you mentioned, Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. You'll be there, not as a fan, but you'll be there as a guy covering it professionally. He won't fan out because that's not what we do. He'll be doing a good job. So uh, thank you so much for your your uh, your abilities to to hold that wrestling interview down because that would not have been me. You you got me covered on that one. So thank you so much for that. You'd have been out after the first bro. You'd yeah, like, bro. the first bro would have done me out. But it's all good, man. I ain't mad. I like it. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff, man. There's I know there's tons of wrestling fans. So that's why I want. I thought it was important to for you to hold down that interview. So coming up next, Vinny Boston, you're in the huddle. Lincoln Kennedy uh, going to hold it down as well. Vinny is in L.A. He'll tell you how everything shook out there at a practice at joint practices as they had to call it a little bit short but uh thank you so much Damon. i appreciate you thanks to all the guests that we had on today's show we'll be back tomorrow and matter of fact 2 to 6 p.m from the ti golden circle sportsbook make sure you come out and join us this is unnecessary roughness on radio nation radio 920 Findlay Toyota wants to help you get into a new car or truck. Hurry into Findlay Toyota and test drive a sporty new Camry, versatile RAV4, or rugged Tacoma today. Our service department is state-of-the-art, and our customer service is second to none. Visit Findlay Toyota today or schedule an appointment at FindlayToyota.com. I'm John Barr, along with my Findlay family. We'll do anything to get you into that new Toyota you've been dreaming about. We'll do anything to sell you a car. 
Sky Diamonds offers an unmatched diamond jewelry experience. Your direct diamond importer is giving you access to the world's most dazzling diamonds, straight from the best diamond mines. From half a carat to six carat diamonds and even larger, Sky Diamonds has it all. And you always get no nonsense, no middleman pricing on the finest quality diamonds, period. A 6,000 square foot world-class showroom filled with cases and cases of diamonds and fine jewelry. Sky Diamonds has the largest inventory in the country. Rings, earrings, pa- 